Hey, and welcome to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Roots Show, where, as always, guys, we are going to focus on bluegrass and American Roots musicians. Now, by the end of the show, I'm hoping that you guys will have as much passion for this type of music as I do. And I'm really excited about this episode, guys, because as the English like to say, we're heading across the pond to interview Floyd Belmont and the Arkadelphians and to hear some new music from the Beauregard Boys. But I'm getting ahead of myself again, as I always do. Let's start things off with a track from Field and Thompson. This one's called Who's That Knocking? track from Field and Thompson, I knew I had to get it on my next episode. Much like this next track I've got queued up for you guys, here's the Campfire Boys with a track affectionately named the Campfire Boys. Tables and dancing the jig, a peak and fair when the fire got big. 
showcasing some artists that you guys know already here's becky buller with some new stuff off her record distance and time this one's called the ride
next episode. Freedom rapping shotgun by my side. I'm not just alone for the I'm going to play one more track for you guys and then take a quick break. This one's not new, but I absolutely love it. Here's Volume 5 with King of California.
As the king of California As the king of California Over deserts hot and mountains cold I travel the Indian country Whispering your name under lonesome skies Remembering my only company But my darling dear, please shed no tears it's fair to warn you that I return to claim your hand as the king of California, as the king of California. After this quick break is the interview with Floyd Belmont and the Arkadelphians, some music from the Beauregard Boys, and some more toe-tapping American roots and bluegrass music. Hey guys, welcome back. Let's jump right into the interview I had recently with Floyd Beaumont and the Arkadelphians, and then hear some toe-tapping music from the Beauregard Boys. First of all, Floyd, thank you for agreeing to do this interview. What are your earliest musical memories? My earliest musical memories, well, I will take this as meaning being for the first time consciously moved by music and consciously listening to it and also being moved to some state of excitement. For me, that would be sometime just before my early teens when, when one of my friends... A big sister came over to our house to babysit for my brother and me, my little brother and me. And as she went through some some albums that my parents had out there, uh, she 
she pulled out a record by Bill Haley and the Comets. And when, when the first chords of Rock Around the Clock uh, hit the speakers, well, that was it for me. I, I was hooked. That was, uh, that was the, the craziest thing I ever heard, and it hasn't gone away since. And that was uh, sometime in the late 1970s, early 1980s. So I've always been sort of at odds with the taste of my friends and, and buddies who were listening to the rock and pop music of the day, and I was going for, for some weird old stuff. And also my, my parents, especially my father, was an avid jazz listener. So I remember they had, they had box sets of uh, big band music and he was a fan of uh, piano players. Oscar Peterson, Art Tatum were favorites and my parents loved Benny Goodman and his orchestra. So n nothing really even close <laughs> to bluegrass here. But uh, yeah, these are the recollections I have. And, and from there on, I, I moved on in all directions and backwards to, uh, to discover more. So from, from 50s rock and roll, I sort of followed the path that, that you would have, you know, when you say that Elvis Presley's uh, first 45s on Sun Records had on, on, one, uh, on one side <coughs> a, a blues cover and the other side often the bluegrass cover, and, and he did cover, uh, as you know, Bill Monroe's uh, Blue Moon of Kentucky. So I sort of went the same way and explored um, the blues, rhythm and blues, jazz, went into discovering country music at large, and, and then ultimately wound up discovering uh, bluegrass and old-time music and, and fiddle music and all that. So th th that's the way it went, I guess. So who are your musical influences? My musical influences, well, they range far and wide. And maybe I, I need to say a word of explanation before I start listing musicians from all possible areas and styles and, and periods. Uh, I'm not an American. I'm a German by, by birth, and I grew up as an, as an expat in Western Switzerland. So really, none of the American music I discovered and that influenced me and ultimately later on the band as well really came about organically through a community or family or, or, or church or just because it was the music that everybody played and listened. Quite the opposite. <laughs> I discovered everything through listening to records and then later on talking to, to people who, who were also musicians. and So a lot of inspiration came from there. Now, as I said earlier, I, was, I first uh, fell, into, fell in love with American 1950s rock and roll. So there's a whole roster of artists here that, that influenced me. Uh, Rockabilly, Sun Rockabilly, the, the one played on Sun Records, the young Elvis Presley, of course, um, but also Eddie Cochran, the young Gene Vincent, Bill Haney and the Comets, uh, Freddie Bell and the Bell Boys, uh, and others. And then I sort of progressed asking myself, okay, so what did these guys listen to? And I found out that there was country music before that. Uh, Hank Williams, for example, the whole school of honky-tonk singers, something I like very much. Uh, Carter Family, of course. Um, and then Western Swing, where, where country meets jazz, uh, with Milton Brown and his musical brownies. Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys, of course. And a host of others. Um, and then Seagwing into jazz. Uh, I, I love big band music. I love Benny Goodman, Count Basie, Lionel Hampton. Um, Duke Ellington, a number of, of these big orchestras. 
small group jazz, um, then of course gospel music uh, is also and was also an influence. Sister Rosetta Tharp, for example, and a lot of bluegrass gospel also <coughs> I need to mention here uh, always moves me very much. Um, then in, in the blues area, I, I discovered the young B.B. King, I discovered T-Bone Walker, um, and, and again, Muddy Waters and the roster of uh, chess records artists, and I asked myself again, what were their influences? And this is how I found uh, Robert Johnson, and then uh, logically moving on to Sun House, Charlie Patton, Booker White, the Mississippi Sheiks, okay? String band music, Lead Belly is, is a big influence. And someday, and I must say, I came to bluegrass and, and to old time music relatively late in the process. But now speaking of bluegrass, here I would say, of course, Bill Monroe in, 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 in the various uh, bluegrass boys formations he had, Flat and Scruggs and the spin-offs of that group. Uh, the Stanley brothers hold a special place in my heart and, and very much touched by what they do. Um, Roscoe Holcomb was a big revelation. I like fiddlers, I like uh, Chubby Wise and Benny Martin and a host of basically classic bluegrass, 1940s, 1950s, that does it for me. Or if today you have artists who play in this style, Carl Schifflet, for example, and uh, what's the name of his band? Big Country Show, for I think. Um, and an artist generally today that nurture and, and honor and uh, play the styles or are inspired by the styles of the past. Um, yeah, th th these are historically maybe the, the main influences I draw from uh, string band music. And I think it, it shows also in the music we do. We play with Floyd Beaumont and the Arkadelphians. Everyone in the band comes with slightly different musical backgrounds. But what first brought us together was uh, a love of acoustic blues, so uh, old styles of music that were played before amplification, before electricity came into, into making music. And uh, again, here we draw from a number of, of influences that, uh, that somehow coalesce into, into what we're doing. So what recognition have you received? Speaking of recognition or musical recognition for us, it's not an easy thing to define. We're we're a local band. We play music that is not really widespread in in the country and the communities where where we live. Um, we are also not a touring band. This is this is for for none of us where we really earn our living and we don't practice it full time. So we can't really aim for for high levels of national exposure, etc. But I think for the band as a whole, there's one, one story I'd like to mention. Um, about 10 years ago, we played at the second edition of a new little festival close to, to where we live here. It's the Blues Rules Festival. They're still going strong now. But back then, they were really in the pioneering stages. And we, we were lucky to be, to be booked on, on one of the days. And by and large, we became friends with, with the team, uh, with the organizers, with the whole crew there. And they, we, we have been lucky that we were booked a number of times again at this festival, which is not something that, that all the bands 
um, who played there managed to do at least the local ones and last year we were we were hired to uh, play um, while the, s the setup on the main stage was being changed, you know, while, while they moved the amps and the drums and, and all the, the stuff around, we played on a secondary little stage out on the, on the festival grounds. So we actually spent two days being completely uh, emerged in, in that musical environment. And it felt really like, um, like family and, and the organizers were really uh, very much supported. And on the evening of the second day, uh, rain came down. It was pouring. It was pouring buckets. And we, was, we were stuck on the festival grounds under a tent with, uh, um, I don't know, a couple hundred festival goers who couldn't uh, go away. And we were supposed to play between sets, but here we were, and we actually pulled out the instruments and kicked into, into one and a half hours uh, show because nobody could could go anywhere with all the rain coming down and at the other end of the festival grounds was the main stage which was uh, there was hardly anybody there and one of the organizers then came up to us and said guys thank you very much for doing what you did everybody stayed on they had a great time and you sort of saved the festival and uh, that was that was a very very nice recognition and a very nice token of um, of confidence and friendship from them now, besides that, we, we, we have built a little but small but loyal fan base here. And um, for myself, one, one good, I would say, uh, proof of recognition I got was from a number of American musicians with whom uh, I got to jam at, at different festivals. And I was told that I actually, you know, as a foreigner, as a non-US uh, person, had understood and mastered... Um, the spirit of this American roots music, and that was for me a great, great sign of, uh, of recognition. Now, when it comes to 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 honors and prizes, well, we still have some way to go, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, more is on the way. So, outside of your musical career, what do you do for entertainment? I hope I get that question right. To mean, um, what do I do to entertain myself? Now, if I don't play music, and I'm not practicing music, I like to listen to music. I would put this first and foremost. There's nothing like taking one of my iPods, putting it in the docket station, and hitting the random play key, and be surprised by how it recombines titles from my music library. Um, that's a big thing. Then I love reading. I entertain myself very well by reading more non-fiction than, than fiction or novels. Uh, books about music, obviously, genres, instruments, musicians, um, periods. I like uh, reading also about world affairs, society, um, psychology, <coughs> all different areas. Um, and I live in a little village and entertainment here often comes very naturally by running into your neighbors, uh, getting together spontaneously, uh, maybe just have a cup of coffee which turns into an evening long uh, party with, with food and drink. Uh, and then to recover from this, what I really need also for my personal balance is uh, 
taking my dog out. Again, living in the countryside, it's great. You get to take long walks through the fields, through the woods. Um, I have a, a shelter dog uh, who's a crossbreed between an Australian shepherd dog probably and a Swiss Appenzell shepherd's dog. He's just the best boy uh, you could think of. And that's basically what I do to, to keep myself entertained when I'm not, um, not playing and entertaining others. So what are some personal goals you wish to achieve through your music? The first goal I want to achieve through my music or through my playing music is to make people have a good time. In my sense, there's nothing wrong with entertaining. There's nothing wrong with playing for dancing. I mean, this is what the music we play was often originally played for. There's nothing wrong with coming up close to people of course, except in times of COVID. Uh, however, we, we are in all acoustic ensembles. We don't use much amplification on our instruments. There's hardly any. So it's all right to come up close to people and, and have a good contact and see that people have a good time and uh, for a while forget their troubles and just enjoy themselves. It's also about bringing people together. And, and here it connects to my second objective. It is to uh, looking at it with a distance from across the Atlantic Ocean, um, you see that all American roots music is called roots music for a reason. The, the roots go deep and all their ramifications are, are incredible. And although uh, oftentimes music is, is either claimed or attributed to this or that group, uh, community, etc., um, American music has contributed to, to bring also people together. Um, often, maybe history overshadows this, but the, the, the cross-inspiration, the cross-fertilization of ideas, the musicians of all uh, walks of life listening to each other and drawing inspiration uh, is a great thing. And, uh, and, and I think it's an important um, fact to underline. So... Um, yeah, v value value the, um, the the reuniting power of of uh, this uh, of of these types of music. And now, of course, if you go to the down in the Mississippi Delta or the Appalachian Mountains or out on the West Coast in California, uh, the situations are vastly different. People live uh, live different lives, but still, this American roots music um, is oftentimes closer to to what it appears. And maybe a third objective is also to, to keep alive this, the knowledge of this music, the memories, and to discover the, the, the gems. Often, often these old tunes are, are very daring, are very free, and are very uh, also bold in their, in their messages. Um, and I like to say you just need to get over the hiss and crackles and surface noise on, on an old 78 record and you can discover true gems underneath. Uh, there's musicianship, incredible musicianship. There, is, uh, there are great songs to be discovered. It's all down to a solid, honest music being played on real instruments by real musicians. Uh, as I heard it said by a band <laughs> once. And nothing wrong with, with contemporary music types or electronic music, but I go for that, for that handmade stuff, for that handmade acoustic music where you play 
guitars and banjos and fiddles and basses and washboards and what have you. So, so these are the things that, um, yeah, that, that I would set myself as, as objectives through playing music. So in this COVID-19 pandemic, how have you kept your music alive? Of course, the COVID pandemic has struck Switzerland like almost any other country in the world. And where I live and in this country, we were in a state of, uh, I think we can call it a semi-lockdown for many weeks, a couple of months, actually. So, so the boys in the band and myself, we couldn't really get together and rehearse or let alone even play. But we kept, our, we kept our website alive, we kept our presence on social networks alive. Um, now, I have the good fortune to live in the place where we rehearse. I have my instruments here and I saw everybody else doing Facebook live stream shows. So I said, I, I can try that. So I did, I think, three hour long uh, Facebook live uh, shows where I, I played songs from our repertoire and other songs that I, that I prepared for the occasion made me actually gave me a good workout because I had to prepare and maybe rearrange a number of songs that we play the five of us and here I had to play them by myself uh, besides that um, b being on, on partial furlough in my day job left me also more time to practice so that's certainly beneficial and now the, um, the restrictions on movement have been somewhat lifted, but gigs are very, very difficult to come by. And so we got together, the five of us, and we're now working hard on uh, working on our, on our album. So we're finally getting down to it and uh, cutting our album after a long time of talking about it. So, um, yeah, at least COVID was good for that. Got us to work together again and be serious about cutting a record. Do you have a website in which my fans can find out more about you? Absolutely. There is a website, um, www.floydbeaumont, uh, in one word, Beaumont, like in Beaumont, Texas, dot com. Um, maybe it's not the website that's the most up-to-date on the planet, but uh, there is a website, and we can be found on Facebook as well under Floyd Beaumont and the Arkadelphians. We have uh, well, a little bit of a Twitter feed, but really not much. We have a YouTube channel. So this is where you can find us. Go check us out. <laughs> so where did the inspiration for your latest release come from? The inspiration for our, which is actually going to be our first release, uh, comes from well, exactly from that, that we've been playing now um, for in some cases, for some of us, for 10 years together. The, the newer members of the band joined about four or five years ago, and we've been gigging around our part of Switzerland here and uh, been having a lot of fun and making people happy on, on live gigs. And I think this is where we are best. This is when we hit the stage and when we can uh, deliver, deliver our show and, and give the energy. I think this is where we're best. We're not... We're not uh, a high-fly studio performers group, but I think we have a good uh, thing going between us. It's also, also a group of friends who double as a band playing music rather than uh, a band with people who can't stand each other. It's quite the opposite. So I think what inspired us is finally to bring or to try to capture some of that dynamics and some of that live 
uh, spirit and and um, preserve it, preserve it on a record. So how would you introduce your favorite tune off the record? How would I introduce one of my favorite tunes off the album? Well, first of all, as, as I said earlier, um, the album is not yet out. And uh, considering hopefully we'll get it finalized and that the song I'm, I have in mind will make it to the final selection. I would introduce uh, a, one of our composition called the Talking Government Bailout Blues. It's a song that I wrote and rearranged um, over 10 years ago in, in the last big financial crisis hit. And I was just amazed at the amount of money that were pumped into all sort of corporations to survive. And I wondered, hey, come on, this bank that just failed, that was my money. So uh, why won't government bail me out directly? Now, I, I need to say immediately, you need to listen to that song thinking uh, of me winking an eye. And this is a tongue in cheek song. This is not a political pamphlet. However, American Roots Music also has uh, always had a, a part of social commentary in it or commenting on, on events of the day. So I think we are in a tradition here. Now, how would I introduce that? Um, somebody came to me once after a concert, after a show and said, oh, you know, I like your music. It's the perfect music for times of economic crisis. <laughs> I didn't know what to answer first. You need to live with that, that somebody tells you that you make music for economic crisis. But considering that we gain, we draw inspiration from the 20s and 30s, which were times of economic crisis, and uh, he wasn't completely wrong. So I, I would mention that story and I would say, okay, now talking about today's crisis period, I, I have a song here and actually I want you to join uh, in the chorus, in the, in the hook, in the punchline, because we're asking the question okay and i'm not going to tell you what the question is um be patient and listen to talking government bailout blues where we ask the fundamental question of our times <laughs> Who are after one thing, 
The government's all the now the government's money. Lost it when the crash. Why do you mean Give me all that cash. Mr. Politician, what you do? They're just carrying money. Now tell me, please. Where is the money? Charlie Swan, where is the money? Aren't Floyd and the Arkadelphians just a barrel full of fun? When I was given the opportunity to interview them, I just had to do it. And speaking of a barrel full of fun, that perfectly describes this next track that I've got queued up for you guys from the Beauregard Boys. Here's Chord Cassette.
going to conclude my show today with a track that I know I've played for you guys before, but I cannot get enough of it. Here's Ronnie Bellman on lead vocal with his band, the Band of Rooks with Heartstrings. I once believed in love, but that was long ago. I gave my ring, I gave my heart, gave my very soul. You promised me forever, then up and walked away. Laid my heartstrings like a fiddle in the middle of the rain. It's a lonesome tune, such a lonesome sound. Angels crying in the background. Echoes out a sad refrain. Heartstrings like a fiddle in the middle of the rain. Where do I go from here? I really don't know. Stuck me deep in love Wish I could let it go But you're burning up the night Out there pouring on the pain You play my heartstrings like a fiddle In the middle of the rain It's a lonesome tune Such a lonesome sound Angels crying in the background Echoes out a sad refrain my heartstrings like a fiddle in the middle of the rain. It's a lonesome tune, such a lonesome sound. Play my heartstrings like a fiddle in the middle of the rain. Echoes out a sad refrain. Play my heartstrings like a fiddle in the middle of the rain. Play my heartstrings like a fiddle. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again to another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Root Show. And a special thanks goes out to Floyd Beaumont and the Arkadelphians and the Beauregard Boys for being my showcase bands this week. Stay tuned for another episode of Devin's Bluegrass and American Root Show.